This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permonian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, we are back here again with Italian attorney from ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com, Marco Permunian. How are you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Anyway, today we wanted to have a discussion, a very important discussion on the topic of discrepancies, something that many of us who have gone through Italian citizenship will be very familiar with. <laughs> Maybe not everybody, but I would assume at least a good portion of us have at least dealt with something minor. So, Marco, when you come across somebody who has some discrepancies in their family line, what is it that you first do? Or where is it that things start out for you and your team? Well, I believe for sure the most important um, aspect um, that we can talk about is whether these discrepancies, which a lot of people have in their documents, are going to impact their ability to apply for citizenship. Uh, let me start off by saying that not all the types of discrepancies will prevent you from getting citizenship or are uh, worthwhile amending. There are some discrepancies on your documents which the consulate is going to likely accept, even if you don't amend the documents and correct the discrepancies. Now, whether or not the consulate is going to accept a specific type of discrepancy is very much up to their discretion, so it's mm -hmm. very difficult to imagine or predict. But, you know, from experience, you, you tend to know which discrepancies the consulate is more likely to accept. For example, if your ancestor was born as Antonio and now he goes by Anthony and in all of his documents he is named and referred to as Anthony, it is possible and likely that the consulate is not going to uh, raise any issues and that mm -hmm. your application will be accepted. Whereas if your ancestor on his death certificate has a completely wrong date of birth or age at the time of the death that doesn't match really with the birth certificate that could be a bigger problem that is could be worthwhile amending and that is a discrepancy that i consider to be a mid-tier discrepancy something that yes could potentially affect your application but it can be easily corrected there are some cases instead where there are clearly uh, much bigger discrepancies and inconsistencies in the documents and some of them may be amended some others may not be amended uh, you have to check whether the state in which the document that you're trying to amend allows for amendments or no some states do allow for amendments but only on specific documents only on only to specific information on the documents so you may be able to amend a misspelling in the last name but you may not be able to amend uh, a completely different last name so it really depends on the state that you're dealing with and the consulate may or may not accept documents with major discrepancies interesting and so once you've found these discrepancies you've discerned whether it is a smaller discrepancy, which might not be that big of a deal, a mid-tier or a major discrepancy, how do you decide what is the best way of moving forward? Is it based on where the person is applying, um, the, either in the consulate or municipality, or is it just kind of across the board that these things sort of uh, tend to fall into these major categories? For sure, uh, 
where the person is applying plays a major role. So uh, there are places where you can apply and that are knowingly uh, more lenient in mm -hmm. terms of evaluation of documents and discrepancies. There are some other places where are knowingly very strict about discrepancies. So they may be bothered even by something that I would consider a minor discrepancy. So that, of course, plays a major role where the person is applying. And secondly, I believe that um, it needs to be clarified whether the amendment is even possible or easy to do because, uh, for example, generally speaking, to amend marriage records, it may be more difficult than amending, for example, death certificates. Some states will tell you the only pieces of information on a marriage record that they will amend. Uh, some, states, some states will not allow any type of amendments on marriage record. For instance, the explanation that they give could be because that's the information that the spouses gave mm -hmm. when they got married. Sometimes it depends on how old the document is, so they may allow amendments to more recent documents and not allow amendments to older documents or uh, the ability to amend the document may be connected to whether or not the person who is named on the record is alive and can sign to request the amendment or if the person is deceased or if there is, there is an ex of kin or somebody that can be considered an ex of kin who is alive to request the amendment. For example, in uh, death certificates, in the case of death certificates, sometimes they allow informant to file for an amendment mm -hmm. if the informant is the person who gave the, the information who can be proven is wrong. So a lot of different scenarios. Um, you have to understand if the amendment is necessary, if it's absolutely necessary. If it is, if it's easy or difficult to do it, in some cases it may be required to get a court order just to amend the document. Mm -hmm. In some cases it may not even be sufficient a court order. So they may not allow to amend the document, not even if you go through a very expensive and long process through the courts in the US. So ultimately, um, it really does depend on the specific case, on the specific circumstances, uh, on the place where you're applying. And it's a combination of these factors that we uh, evaluate to see what is the best path forward when there are discrepancies. And just one last point to really answer your question. There are some situations where it's not possible to amend any of the documents. Maybe the last name was uh, a certain last name and then it was changed over time. So all of the people in the Italian line got the wrong last name. So it's not even possible to amend uh, all the documents down to the applicant uh, because it would cause problems to the applicant who has been known uh, with that last name. Uh, for years and his father was known with that last name so you can't really amend all the documents so in that case if the consulate is really not accepting that discrepancy um, you may have to obtain a one and the same court order so mm -hmm. have a u.s court establish the identity of all the individuals in the italian line or some of them uh, based on the documents that you present which do have discrepancies but uh, you present additional proof evidence that those people are exactly those individuals there are discrepancies yes but uh, you can still connect the dots and the court will establish that 
the identity of the individual and individuals and then the consulate will most likely accept the decision of the court of course it's a one it's like a last resort like one, something something that you do when you don't have any more options interesting and so when you're going through this say it's a regular amendment how would you go about requesting this to be made so normally what you have to do is you have to request the record first then you realize that there is an, am- an amendment to be done and then you file for an amendment through the same office which released the record to you this of course unless you already have maybe an older copy of the record in question maybe you have a older copy of your father's birth certificate so you already know there's discrepancy so in that case it's not really necessary to request the record you can just proceed straight to the amendment um, so you mail in normally a request addressed to the vital statistic office or to the state registrar uh, whichever office has issued the record and has the ability to amend the documents which depending on the state it could be the county uh, it could be at the city level or at the state level and you have to provide documentary evidence of the error on the document and um, it's best of course to just read the guidelines before you submit a, an amendment request because you have to understand if the amendment is even possible or if it's likely to happen and um, once you have to determine that it is or for our clients once we have determined that that it is possible to ask for such an amendment we uh, mail in a request there's a fee to pay to be paid uh, normally through a money order mm-hmm. um, and um, a form to be filled out um, sometimes they use the form that you fill out to and, and they attach it to the record itself so when you request a new certified copy of the record you'll get the misspelled record and the form that you filled out listing all the mistakes for example like field a uh, includes a misspelling and the right spelling should be this one um, sometimes they manually correct the information on the original record so when you request the record after the amendment uh, you can expect uh, for example the wrong information to be crossed out and on top of it you just mm. they just list the correct information like mm. the correct spelling of the last name or the correct date of birth and that's how you go about requesting amendments through the same office uh, normally through the same office which released the record that you're trying to amend that's fascinating and actually i i, I had to deal with some uh discrepancies in in my family line but not just my family line but also for myself um, there was uh, my, on my birth certificate, there was uh, a mistake that was made and uh, I called up the state of Georgia or I don't remember if it was a cl- county clerk or whatever it was. Uh, and I said, well, hey, look, you know, there's this mistake here. They looked in their system. They said, oh, you know what? That's our fault. We'll send it to you. No cost. Don't worry about it. So uh, I got that document. And what I saw also was on uh, the document from the state of Georgia is that if there's an annotation or a, 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 a change that's made that's necessary, that they will actually include that all on the same document rather than you having to have multiple documents, the court order, the this order, the that order, and all the intermediary documents from um, from one document to the next, from the, from the original document to the corrected document. Uh, it's all reflected there. So even from state to state in the United States, uh, what you might get from one state 
can be completely different from the other. And that's just something that I've seen uh, from my personal story because nobody else in my family ha had a document that even showed corrections or anything all reflected in one document um, because I was the only one born in the state of Georgia. Uh, but that's a completely different story anyway. So kind of building off of that idea, having dealt with some of these issues myself of discrepancies on my own documents, is that a situation that you run into from time to time, finding that your clients will have on their personal documents uh, some corrections that might need to be made? Yes, we have had quite a few cases where the discrepancies were not only on the, on the older records, but also on the applicant on the applicant's records, like his uh, marriage record, his kids' birth certificates. Mm -hmm. Now, um, on, even on their passport, so the name on the passport didn't really match the name on the um, birth certificate. For example, the middle name was missing. Now, it may be, to some extent, an acceptable situation in the US, but unfortunately, in Italy, they're very, very strict about uh, the documentation uh, pertaining to the applicant uh, itself. So it's very important that the first name, middle name, and last name of the applicant is the same in all of his documents. So mm -hmm. his birth certificate, his ID, his American passport, his marriage record, his kids' birth certificate. Now, luckily, um, it is normally much easier to amend these documents pertaining to the applicant uh, rather than potentially amending uh, the older documents. Uh, so it is definitely my advice to, even before you start the process or if you're using our services, that you make sure that uh, your name and last name and date of birth, that all of your personal information matches on all of your mm -hmm. uh, most important documents. And if not, you will have to amend them or we can amend them for you and um, to make sure that all of these documents report the same information. <laughs> That's interesting. Actually, I, just after asking that question, I remembered a situation with someone who I know, um, a woman, and I think this is also somewhat common as well, uh, born with her birth name, gets married, gets divorced, gets married again, and then gets divorced again. They had the issue, this individual had the issue that their current name and their birth name are the exact same. However, because of how name changes sometimes are handled in the United States, just simply by uh, common law or just simple usage of the name, uh, or even going to the DMV and saying, hey, I'm divorced, like give me my maiden name back. Um, there wasn't a paper trail to prove that the person with name A was the same person as person A, that, 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 that there was a, that disconnection. Because I forget exactly how it went, but for this individual, they had the difficulty to show that the person who they had become, quote unquote, their new name, wasn't their current name. So they, because of this inability to show all of the documentation in between, even though Jane Smith was Jane Smith, they weren't sure, is she Jane Smith, Jane Jones, Jane whoever? <laughs> That's an excellent point, um, actually. It, it, unfortunately, it's a very common situation. I have clients who were born, you know, like with a name and a middle name and a last name, but they, uh, they've they always gone by their middle name. So mm. they were born John Michael, but now on their official documents, it's only Michael and the last name. And they're like, hey, this is my name. Uh, and I'm like, yes, but on your birth certificate, you have a different name. But I've always been 
called, you know, by people by uh, my middle name. Right. But unfortunately, this may be acceptable in the U.S., but in Italy, it's absolutely not acceptable, and it's necessary to either go back to your original name or maybe go through a name change process in the mm -hmm. U.S. through the court uh, so that there is a, like you just said, a paper trail uh, between your name at birth and the name that you're using now, that you're legally using now, um, that needs to be changed through a court order at least. Right, and that's something that's also, I think, it seems to stem from a, a maybe a potentially a cultural aspect, uh, which probably also has to do coming from the legal aspect as well, that people in Italy just don't change their names. Women who get married don't change their names. Profe people don't change their names professionally, at least as far as I'm aware. Maybe a couple of people might have a stage name, but even then, people have their, their actual name out there. Well, that's an interesting point because in Italy, you can't really legally change your name. You can do it abroad and make the name change decree valid in Italy. That's possible. But as far as changing your name in Italy, uh, that's not a possibility, legally speaking. You can change your name if you are in danger, if your name is funny, uh -huh. too funny. Um, but that's but, extremely rare, if I'm not mistaken, no? Exactly. Like it's, it's something that, it's a very rare scenario. Because uh, I, I remember hearing once that um, even like someone who was like in witness protection, they, I mean, I don't know if this story is true, but their, their name really should have been changed. But the, 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 the local police or government, whoever was in charge of this said, yeah, no, it's like, it's, it's serious, but it's not serious enough. <laughs> it's interesting that, that people just don't change. So that, especially for women who come to, to get their uh, Italian citizenship recognized, many I've seen go through the situation where they're freaking out. It's like, wait, but my name is uh, Mary Smith, but I was born Mary Mary Jones, but why are they recognizing me as Mary Jones and not Mary Smith? Because I am Mary Smith. What's going on? This is the wrong name. I'm, I have a new name now. I'm married. This is who I am. But Italy doesn't recognize the, the change there. They recognize what is on your birth certificate because like we were talking about before, Women in Italy, when they get married, they don't change their last name. Exactly. So you will get Italian citizenship under the name that you have on your birth certificate if you're a married woman. Well, anyway, I think this is actually a great place to end off the episode. Fascinating conversation. And if people are interested in your services and need help going through this process for Italian citizenship, maybe they've got some discrepancies, maybe they don't. How can they get in contact with you and your team to find all of this out? People can contact us through our website, italiancitizenshipassistance.com. They can contact us through the contact form on the website or uh, give us a call. The number is on the website. Oh, absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more conversations like this about Italian dual citizenship, be sure that you are subscribed to this YouTube channel or if you're listening to this as an audio only podcast, be sure that you're subscribed and or following on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. But there is the little bonus that if you are subscribed on YouTube, that you are also subscribed to the Italian Real Estate Podcast, another project that Marco and I collaborate on and have so much fun doing where we talk about everything related to being able to live in Italy practically speaking. Of course, also, if you're interested in more conversations about life in Italy, living in Italy, an Italian dual citizenship, living as an Italian dual citizen expat here in Italy, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Furia, where I get out and even show you a little bit more of this beautiful country that both Marco and I call home. Of course, 
We've been here again with Marco Permunian. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you all next time. Later. Thank you.